0: Welcome everybody, I'm Chris Miller, author of the number one best-selling book, Ready for pre Tirement. Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. I'm so honored to be the host of this show called Ready, Set, Retire. Do you lay awake at night wondering if you have enough money to pay the bills, let alone retire? In this show, your vision will be transformed, and I will show you how to have safe money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals, businesses, and families over the past 20 plus years, and proud to say I've never lost a dollar of my client's money. I will share with you secrets I've learned over two decades that really only the few rich know about and have been around for centuries. But most Americans are not prepared for their golden years, let alone today. So no matter what your financial status is, you can be prepared to enjoy your life and never run out of money and have what I call an estate of mind, peace of mind, when you know your affairs are in order. Now, because this subject is so huge and there's so much you need to know, I am blessed of meeting some amazing people that will be able to share great content with you, and today I am so honored to have Marilyn Tam. She is a Ph.D. author, speaker, consultant, and certified coach, business leader. She's the CEO of Avidia, President of Reebok, and Vice President of Nike, and Global Humanitarian. Marilyn's life is an amazing example of what can be achieved if one followed their dreams. She grew up as an abused and neglected child in Hong Kong. She left home as a teen to come to America alone. Following her life mission, she achieved international business and a humanitarian success. She has dedicated her life now to helping people and companies achieve their highest potential. Marilyn Cam is a contributing blogger for the Huffington Post, and she has a radio show, The Happiness Choice, with over 30 million listeners. The show has the same name as her best selling book, The Happiness Choice. The premise of both is that like retirement, how you prepare and choose is what is going to make you happy and healthy or not. Please help me welcome Marilyn Tam to Ready Set Retire. Thank you. Hi Marilyn.
1: How are you?
0: So wonderful to have you. Doing great.
1: Thank you. It's a, it's a great day to think about retirement. Every day is, isn't it?
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I like to I like to think about us being in a retirement state of mind even while we're working because we have to enjoy and and be happy all along the way. Instead of instead of looking at some future date to retire, you might as well be in that state of mind now, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and as. And- I talk about in my work, when we are happy doing what we're doing, We there's really no need to think about retirement because we're doing a bliss. Because a lot of people think of life as work and then getting to do what you want. If you are doing what you want while you're working, then there's no really need to make that distinction between working and retirement.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that's that's really one of the points I like to stress with people so that they can be enjoying their life now instead of going into the future. Marilyn in your book, The Happiness Choice, in your radio show of the same name and in your keynotes you speak about the importance of following your life purpose. Why is that so important?
1: when we're following our life purpose, we're doing what we're born to do. And everybody has a reason for being. And when we are engaged in doing what it is that we're born to do, everything flows. Our talents, our passion, our interests, everything is connected. And in that place, we are not only happy, but we are also effective and productive. And so... When all that is in alignment, everything flows. And that's why it's so important for us to always remember, we have to find out, because a lot of people I I work with, and this includes CEOs of large companies, are working because they forgot why they're doing what they're doing, because they have bought into what society or, or somebody in the family or teacher or somebody has told them that they should do. And... They aren't really happy, and that really, ultimately, is it. No matter how successful we may be in the world, if we're not happy, there's something missing. And then that's why the old phrase, you know, is there all there is, and right. it isn't until we are living our, our life purpose.
0: You know that 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 is it, and 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 it, it seems that you were blessed when you were younger that you got what your life purpose was or at least you were following to go to come to America alone and you were going in faith and trusting the spirit and you were just going for it but most people they don't really know their life purpose so what if they don't know their life purpose what do they do?
1: Well the first thing I tell them is don't panic (laughs) and because most people Feel like this. it's gonna be something really big and dramatic, and, and and it should come to them in a flash of light or something like that. Most yeah. times it isn't like that, and and so don't first of all panic or beat yourself up because you don't think you know. Just lean into what feels good to you. You know, uh, everybody has the ability to just start thinking about what is it about whatever I'm doing that I like most. And if you lean into that, or or if it's an outside interest, start leaning into it. And with time, if you listen, you will find out more and more why you're here. And that ultimately is all there is. It's just to know why you were born. I mean, there's a, a humanitarian who, upon getting another award, he said, there are two days that are most important in your life. The first day, of course, is when you were born. And the second day is when you find out why you were born. Right. And so all of us have a reason for being and just don't panic, just lean into it and and you will find it.
0: Right. Absolutely. You know, you talk about the five aspects to our lives and what what are they and how do they relate to happiness and 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 how well we do in retirement.
1: <laughs> and it's all related. I talk about the five aspects because Most of us in society focus on one aspect of of, of our lives, and that is money, whether we're making enough money, thinking that somehow that is all there is. And as as we know, even for people who are, you know, focused so much on making money, there are other aspects of life. As I I say to the people I, I coach, I say, you spend all your time, all your energy, all your focus on making money. And then to the extent that you lo- lose your health, then what do you do after you make the money? Then you use your money <laughs> to try to get right. your health back and all right. your time. And then exactly. after that, the next aspect is, of course, your relationships. You spend all your time making, making, making money and then losing your health, and then also in the process you've lost your connection with the other people, and so you then try to... Recoup with that, and then when you're doing all that, and then you realize there's uh, another aspect of life, which is the different inner meaning, the spiritual aspect of life. That is really what's going to connect us back to our reason for being and and why we're here. So that shows up, and then all of a sudden we're going to realize when we do all these things that there's something else in life, which is a community, that nobody can do it alone, and that we depend on a greater community. So that, that's the five aspects of life. Instead of just talking about money, which we get some very easily you know, tied up in because our world seems to run on money. But then when we look at it carefully, we need our health. We need our relationships. We need something sp- bigger spiritually that we need to anchor to, and we need our community.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. No, I was really blessed when I was young, too, to be able to... I just looked around and I looked at, you know, everybody around me. I was really, I don't even think I could talk at the time, but I was born with it being able to look and see. I mean, there's got to be more than life than to just go to work and get a job and get married and have kids and die.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so that's why, to me, the spiritual part, God, is so important that, you know, it everything is so shallow unless you have that complete picture of what happiness, what joy really is, and it's way more than money, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, you talk about dynamic balance. I like that concept you wrote about in your book, The Happiness mm-hmm. Choice, and maybe you could share what that means and how we can use a dynamic balance to guide the different stages of our lives.
1: Absolutely. Um, what I mean by dynamic balance is because, as we said earlier, we have a life purpose. But how that purpose is manifested at different times of our lives may be different. Uh, a person, when they're 18 years old, maybe their focus is to get an education. And then in their 20s is to create a career and then uh, look into a more uh, lasting relationship. And then so at each stage, and of course, then as we get older, then we have, many of us have children and 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 all the different stages, and each stage, how we translate our life purpose is going to look different. So say, like, I'll just use myself as an example. My life purpose is to make a positive difference in the world. How I make a positive difference in the world when I'm 18 years old, it's going to be different than how it's going to look like now when I have achieved a lot of um, Business and financial success already, and, and I have a different uh, perspective on what I'm able to do. So, but the life purpose doesn't change. But the, what I mean by dynamic balance is how do we take our life purpose and focus our energies and, and allocate in, um, time and resources to the five aspects of life that we just talked about? When we're 18, we might just spend all, most of our energy and time to study. Spend a lot of time playing with our friends and, and doing that type of thing. But as we get to different stages, we, we change our balance. We may spend more time at work or more time uh, uh, taking care of our body or doing more spiritual work or working with our community. So at each stage, it changes. But the dynamic balance means that we know that it's not the same percentage at every time. So we don't say, okay, we're balanced now. Because people always say, oh, you need life balance. It's hard just to think what the life balance is, but we think it's going to be absolute forever. We have, Once we recognize that our life balance changes with different stages of our life, then we can relax and say, okay, what is, this is what is today, this is what's right for me, and not judge ourselves or others and and say, oh, they're not doing it right.
0: Right, right. Wow. So this is really good, really great information, and and. You know, you say money is not the only determination of happiness. And so how does that tie in with all the other aspects of life? We're talking about the spirit and relationships and everything you're just talking about.
1: Um, Based on what our life purposes, I would like to use an example of um, Howard Schiffer, who's uh, one of the people I feature in my book. And Howard was, um, was a big person in the uh, supplement industry, he he uh, he was a, uh investor, he was a venture capitalist, he was a lot of things, but he spent, and then he also was a midwife, he was a lot of things, but then he spent his time being in the uh, products industry, selling uh, supplements and uh, vitamins and things like that, and then one day they would play a game with some friends, and they were supposed to write down what they would be known for when they died. And then he wrote. He thought to himself, oh, if I died now, they would say that he sold a lot of stuff. And he thought, is this what I want to be known for, that I sold a lot of stuff? And even though he was making a lot of money, he had a, the family was happy and everything else, he realized that was not his dream. So he decided that what his dream was really to make a difference in the world. And with his focus, he started Vitamin Angels. Which is now in 30 something countries around the world. I'm sorry, over 40 countries around the world. And they, they um, work with over 30 million children a year. And he started working in Vitamin Angels while he's working full time. He mortgaged his house to help start this nonprofit. And now it is 20 years later. And as I said, you know, fighting angels is all the world. Does he make as much money as he did before? No. Is he much happier? Absolutely. And the world has made, has received his gift of really why he was born on this on Earth. So for him, money is important because he has a family to support and and all that. But he risks a lot of it because he wanted to live his life purpose. So once we understand our life purpose, it makes us happy. So, yes, money right. is important because he started to pay mortgage and all the other things, but it was in proportion, in relationship to what was more important to him.
0: You know, I just really love what you're saying because that, that is the bottom line, it, and and the way that you bring this together in your book, I want to invite everybody to go to your website because you you can. There's a lot of free gifts at um, Maryland Tam. Everybody get a pen, write this down. It's www.marylandtam.com. M a r i l y n t a m. dot com. And there's some free gifts, including excerpts from the Happiness Choice videos, recipes, i like to check that out, and insights from many experts, including Jack Canfield and blessed uh, Ariel Ford who and Joan um, Bransco and more, and there's a whole bunch of great free gifts there. So go ahead and, and check out the site. Marilyn, you just have such an amazing story. You've done such incredible things, and I have so many personal questions I would just... <laughs> love to ask you, but I want you to, you know, keep sharing, you know, really what's on your mind.
1: Um, well, you know, since we're talking about how people want to feel safe and comfortable in retirement, which is what we all want to do, and, and this is what the, your show is about, I want to make sure that everybody understands that having more money is not always going to be the case. Of course we need money to pay our bills. Of course we need money... Um, if we get into a health issue. But first we have to define what makes us happy because when we're happy, our health issues are not going to come up you know, and and, and right. our needs are going to be different and we can use money not to numb ourselves or, or to avoid dealing with, with what's really important, but just to use it to, to do what's going to uh, fulfill our life mm-hmm. destiny. And that's really what I think everybody wants to do. You know, like Howard we want to feel that when we die that what they're going to say about us is what they want, what we want them to say. It could be, oh, you know, she was a great mother and she raised great children. Or it could be, oh, they changed the world. They created, like Howard, you know, a new nonprofit that, that saved millions of children around the world. It just depends on what it is that you want. And that's really what we need to look at first so that we know what we're earning or saving or, or allocating our resources to.
0: Right. So in your book, I'm sure you give everybody steps that they can take to, to find what their passion is, and what their purpose is, and and dial this in, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I teach, I have an ex- exercises there to help people walk through the process of how to find their life purpose and then how to figure out what it is that's most important to them and, and just allocate percentages to the five aspects of life and say, okay, how do we allocate time now in this stage of my life to the different things that are important to me? And it might change later, so we're not just making us you know, commit to something forever. But just for today, for this stage in your life, how you do it. So um, it is part of the uh, part of the book. And then there's a lot of great stories from uh, other experts too. So that it's, uh, because everybody hears differently and everybody has a different perspective, so there are a lot of stories in the book so that people can then then learn and absorb from different examples of people who've done it their way.
0: Well, that you know, that's so amazing, and I just want our listeners to be aware that they need to look you up because you've had such an amazing experience. I mean, you served on the international board of the Reebok Human Rights, and along with former President Jimmy Carter and renowned musicians Peter Gabriel and Sting and River Johnson, and and Chairman of the Special Olympics and Robert F. You know, you've had some amazing experiences so you're not just saying this as fluff this is really your experience that i want my listeners to really pay attention because you have some incredible experiences so what would you how would you break this down do you want to break down each one of the five aspects or how would you can you dial this in because happiness choice is every moment right we're we're getting a which road we're going to drive down
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, each aspect of life is, is, um, is important, but at each stage in our life, we may devote more or less time to it. And sometimes we may make a conscious choice to allocate less time to something because something else takes demand or precedence at that moment. If we make the conscious choice and we know that we're neglecting something for the while, then then we can come back and adjust. It's when we don't make conscious decisions is when we wake up one day and we think, how did we get here? But if we, I mean say give you an example. If you're uh, working on a project at work and, and it's taking <clears throat> all your time, you recognize that you're not going to be able to do everything so you make the adjustment by, by seeking agreement from others in your relationship, whether it's your your spouse, your children, whatever, and say, okay, the next three weeks I'm going to be really tied up doing my projects at work. I'm not going to have much time, so could you do some of my normal things that I do, take out the garbage, you know, do the laundry, whatever it is that you normally do, if you need the time, or I won't be home for dinner for this many nights, but at the end of this, let's make an agreement that we'll spend time doing something together. So then you make that agreement so that you know there is a time frame and you're consciously taking less time in an area that you feel that you value but cannot spend the time with. So it's that kind of conscious decision. But one thing I want to say for everybody is that don't give up on yourself because usually when we work too hard, the first thing we do is we give up our own time. We say, I'll exercise next week, of course the next week becomes the week after that and then the week after that. Right. So on certain things, even in making sure that we have a dynamic balance, some things we don't give up on. It may not be the same kind of exercise. Maybe you used to say go for a walk every day or every three, every, uh, three times a week. Maybe you can't do that, but maybe you can do something in uh, in the house that takes less time. For me, I have a mini trampoline. So when I'm really busy, I say, okay, I can just jump on my mini trampoline for 20, 25 minutes, and that takes care of my physical uh, exercise needs that I know I need to do to own my body because if I don't own my, own my body, the whole thing falls apart and nothing works right. anymore. Right. So that sort of thing, you know, that we can say, I need to do no matter what. And meditation, connecting with spirit, that needs to happen. And if you can't do it for an hour, maybe do it for 10 minutes. But that 10 minutes is something that gives you the replenishment. So that is a matter of taking each aspect of your life and recognizing where it it sits in your overall and then making the adjustments as necessary based on your particular moment, but not giving up on certain things that you know you need to do to maintain overall balance
0: right so you know what you i really like the way you know your happiness choice is just that is exactly what's happening is every moment you're you're being given that choice mm-hmm. of what right of how you're how you're going to feel so say in your daily life do you do you get up and meditate do you have like a little schedule do you allocate okay i'm going to so many hours, or, or this, I'm going to do this, this, and this? Or are you more in the moment, in the flow, in the spirit? or How does how your day look for you?
1: I have to say yes to all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> because of my work, I speak and consult around the world. So yeah. my days and my times are not always the same because of travel, because of, of geography, because of all kinds of things. Right. But there are certain things I always do and that's what I said earlier, is that certain things that I, you, know, you have to do that's going to honor your well-being. And for me, is every morning when I wake up, I go into a, a time of meditation. And depending on how much time I have, it could be a short one or a long one, but I always do that and I always give thanks as the first thing in the morning. Yeah. Because when we come from a place of gratitude, our whole world is changed because we look at the world differently. And so that's very important is to have thanks, give yeah. thanks for whatever it is that we have. And at times it's very difficult and, and for me, I remember when I was really going through a very, very low point in my life, my my husband had died of an a, a unexpected and sudden heart attack. Oh. And I was only in my 30s, you know, one does not expect to be a widow so early. And I was so distraught, I couldn't even work. So I was losing not only my husband, but my work. And I was just completely, really devastated. And the only way I got out of that place was that when I woke up every day, I said, okay, I have to give thanks. And it was really hard to give thanks at that moment because I couldn't think of very many things to give thanks for. Right, right. And so what I had to say to myself, was, okay, Let's find five things before you get out of bed so that you have a good perspective when you get up. And and believe me, it was hard some days, and I just had to look for the smallest thing. It could be as simple as, well, um, it doesn't take me very long to get ready. Uh, I'm still breathing, you know, whatever it was. But by the time I got done with five, I was able to look at life maybe with a little more positivity than I did before, started looking
0: right, right. Mm-hmm. that yeah that is that that's a really good tip for people to be listening to what you just said because gratitude mm-hmm. attitude is the attitude and it really you know you thank god thanks spirit for what you're being given it's um it's it activates, but if, you, if you're if you not gratitude, it's like someone gives you a present and doesn't want to give you another present, it, it doesn't seem like you even care. You're yeah. not thankful. It does something chemically. I'm sure they've proven that too, yeah. you know, chemically how it changes your brain, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It does, and as you say, when we have an attitude of positivity, of happiness, it changes how we look at the world. So the world immediately then responds back to us, because everything is interactive. If we look at people with a scowl on our face, they're more likely to scowl back at us. (laughs) But if we start smiling and saying, hello, how are you? They have much more chance of saying, thanks, how are you? And so it's so much interpersonal, but energetically, what we send out is really what we get back also. That's, you
0: know, you... You were recognized as one of the top 30 female entrepreneurs in USA. You know, female entrepreneur and Jack Canfield actually detailed you know your his your work in his book and you know you've had some amazing thing and I know there are a lot of women that listen to this show too and and so I maybe you could give them a little tip on how to not get sucked into all the things that are kind of attacking everybody right now and it, it really is male and female it's not just women but just wondered yeah. if you could share something from that
1: right and that the first thing is that I, I've even said to myself a long time ago and, and I am embarrassed to admit it but I will say it and that is I have said to myself and to others almost proudly I have to say I'm a, my own worst critic mm-hmm. don't say that <laughs> <laughs> don't say that because if you don't love yourself, if you don't think you're any good. Why would anybody else love you or think you're any good? Oh yeah, right. And, and so, I'm and, and not to say just to just uh, not see your own fault and your your you know places for improvement, but come from a place of saying, oh, here's a lesson for me to learn. How can I grow from this place? instead of saying, oh, right. you're the worst. I mean, how many times do we say to ourselves, what were you thinking? Right. No. Just say, now what did you learn from that? How can we improve it next time? So uh, right. from yeah. from whatever it is, there are so many people out there who are so ready to tell us that we're not good enough. Let's not add to that list. Right. <laughs> Let's just say, how can I achieve my wishes, my dreams? Because I know if I have it in me, it's possible. So we switch the thinking. Instead of being your own worst critic, be your own best supporter. But that doesn't mean to say everything you do is perfect. But recognize how you can learn from things that you may not do well. And so it's right. it's, it's a reframing that is so necessary because it's a very healthy. Thing to do to to come from a place of positivity
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we
0: got up in the morning we were grateful and for all of our blessings mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. um, we're not we're not going to listen to the self-talk that puts ourselves down and you're stupid you don't know how to do this or whatever <laughs> 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 whoops got busted on that one and so mm-hmm. So, what other tip can you share with us on 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 getting through this this challenge, schoolroom mm-hmm. Earth we're on?
1: <laughs> move. We have mm-hmm. to move because in our bodies is a lot of wisdom that we may not remember. And uh, in most of our world, we we work sitting down someplace <laughs> in some uh-huh. chair most of the, our day, and we're lost in this position, which not only hurts our physical being, it hurts our intelligence too because our bodies hold so much of the wisdom that we have not access until we move. So what, I've, so what I'm recommending is good for your physical being as well as your emotional and, and intellectual being. So give you some information about this, we were born with over 3,000 possible motions. At movements in our bodies. Uh, our muscles are capable of three thousand different ways of sh- moving, and and yet by the time we get to be an adult, say in our twenties, we're down to about three hundred. Wow. That, that's why if you see somebody coming before you can see their face, you say, "Oh, that's so and so." Uh huh. It's because they've locked down their number of motions into about one-tenth of what they're capable of doing.
2: Wow.
1: And so when you start moving, and especially in ways that you don't normally do, say like if you're right-handed, use your left hand for some things. It's going to make your brain as well as your body wake up. And it makes you... And if you get older, one thing we all worry about is losing our mind, right? Right, right. When we do things that are different from our normal, using your left hand if you're right-handed, going left instead of right if you normally do that when you enter in a building, taking the stairs instead of elevator, doing something different helps your brain build back new synapses. Right. So it helps your brain which means it helps your body, it helps your intelligence, it helps your decision-making processes. So it's good. So whatever you're doing, think about motion, movement. Um, if you usually work at an office, get up and talk to your colleague instead of calling them on the phone or, or sending them a text or, or sending them an email. Right. Walk over there. All of a sudden there's more activity and more connection which creates much more dialogue creativity, productivity that we might not even have dreamt of. Right. So I mean before we even got to that far, we haven't even gotten dressed yet. We've gotten a lot done already. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: That's right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> you know, um I I know what you're saying is so true because you know, I just watched the little children, and they're you know they're standing in line, they're jumping all over the place, and it was like, what happened from that point to then? I looked at the parents, and they're just like all blobbed out, and they don't mm-hmm. even move, you know, and how that's beaten out of people. I actually got—I have a balance ball. I just got so tired of sitting in a chair. I sit on a balance ball and just keep moving as I'm at my in front of my computer.
1: Cause that's it's, great. It's that's it, it was so good a, for you yeah. because. You didn't have to balance um, uh, uh, your back and your hips and your everything. It's not only good for your body, it's good for your brain.
0: Right, exactly.
1: That's why you're so smart, huh? No,
0: no. God gave me that part. I'm not so much. I'm listening to the other ways telling me how, whatever. So, yeah, thank you.
1: See no. how fast we're giving ourselves, putting ourselves down. It's no, no, I'm not smart. No,
0: no, I'm stupid. Whatever.
1: No, you know. Yes, I am smart. That's what, and it's yes. helping because I'm sitting on my balance ball.
0: Right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Marilyn. I needed that. You're absolutely right. I can receive that for sure. And. And it's so fun, and that actually creates the happiness and the joy that you're talking, you're connecting with your, your your heart, soul, and mind. And and uh, now let me get a drill down a little deeper and say, are you vegan, vegetarian? Are you on a special diet? Do you are you like nonviolent for peace, or you
1: do uh, yes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought know. I'd ask. I'm a vegan. Uh, Yay! Now, <laughs> I've been Me eating too. this way way before it got popular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I started quite young. I was in, in, in the 80s. I started eating this way. And it really mm-hmm. comes from listening to my body. And that's a thing right. that I really want everybody to do. I'm not right. saying that you have to eat the way I do or do anything the way I do. But listen to your body. Right. I stopped eating sugar in college. Because I would walk by this donut store on my way to work—I mean, to work to school—and and, and I, I I figured it out that the days when I stopped and got a donut, I didn't feel so good afterwards. And I thought, I wonder what happened. Then I realized, I so I found out that the sugar that I was eating in the donut was jacking my energy up and then crashing it down. Right. So I said, you know, I don't think I need to do this. So I quit sugar. And people just can't believe I did that because they said, how can you do that? I said, well, I was listening to my body.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so uh, I know some people think it's drastic, but to me, sugar is no longer a food group. So it doesn't bother me that I don't need sugar because it's not a food group. Right. So for for... Each person, they might choose to do different things. But if you listen to your body, it will tell you what it wants. Right. And it, I don't mean, oh, it, it me really needs a triple cream, whatever it is right now. <laughs> That's just your, your mind and, yeah. and your numbing agent and your brain say, telling you that. But if we really focus and listen deeper to our inner wisdom, and we all have that, right. we will hear truly what it is that we need, right. and that's that's something we all know. Right. But because we have so much noise from the outside, whether yeah. it's the television or, or our smartphone or, or or the computer or whatever, it's constantly bombarding us with information, right. and we have to take that quiet time. You know, that's why I say to meditate or just to take a little quiet time, so that we can get back. In touch without our inner wisdom
0: that that is so true and, I, and for years i I had you know that message, and it really wasn't till I took five it doesn't have to be a million hours either because the mind is like I can't take time off of work, but mm-hmm. so much comes in there, you know so much so much information and blessings come in that it's, mandatory to dial in, to turn everything off, to listen, and then you can hear, wow, I have a headache now because I just ate the sugar latte or, Mm -hmm. you know, and and people don't even relate to what they're eating is making them sick, right? (laughs) We're so far removed from even our own bodies now
1: Mm -hmm. that we're not even
0: tuned in anymore. Mm
1: -hmm. And as you said, it doesn't have to be a long time because my... uh, One of the people I interviewed on my radio show was, I said, well, how long do you meditate? And he said, seven minutes. I said, seven minutes. He said, that's all it takes. And he puts on a piece of music, uh, instrumental music that he just has in the background. He knows it's a seven-minute piece of music, and that allows him to be able to take the time and say, okay, for the next seven minutes, I know it's not that going to be long, I can... Empty my brain of other things and just be present. So whatever you need to do to help yourself, come back to listen to your your inner wisdom. Use the tools you have. Everybody can spare seven minutes. Right. And if you find the seven minutes, maybe you can find another seven minutes some other time in the day. If you need more more uh, reflection, and you come back much more refreshed, it's quite amazing what happens. And I know that people at first go, oh, what can I do? This is so ridiculous. But once you try it a few times, you will hear the inner wisdom come back to you.
0: Right. It It is. It's really amazing. And, and it's just clearing all the noise out and, you know, the old saying, let go, let God, and then all of a sudden I get, you know, clarity on something, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. walk away with a little more peace,
1: and all oh, the sure. things that
0: seem so important aren't that important to listen mm-hmm. to school, right? <laughs> so for those of you that just joined us, you're listening to our show, it's called Ready, Set, Retire, and I'm so happy to have Marilyn Tam, and she is just such a wonderful lady, she's the author of The Happiness Choice, and she has her own radio show Called the Happiness Choice, right? And, yes. And that. And why don't you? When is that show? I'd be great to listen. Get everybody to listen to that. What, what, um, where?
1: it's the Happiness Choice. To find it, all you have to do is just go on your computer and just type in Marilyn Tam radio show. It shows up. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's all you have to do. is just type in Marilyn Tam radio show. It shows up, and the show is called the Happiness Choice because. We all have to recognize that happiness is something we can choose. It's not something that's given to us. It's something that we can choose. And this may sound controversial to the people who says, "I will be happy when," instead of saying, "I can be happy now." And and I give the example when people say that of um, Victor Frankel, who was. Uh, Uh, a a psychiatrist and also a a victim of the Nazis. He was in the Holocaust. He was there, and he lost every member of his family. But when he was there, he said, I can choose to be happy as long as I know what my life purpose is. So in in the worst of circumstances, he chose to be happy, and that's why he survived because he, his attitude dictated his body's reactions. So in spite of everything that was happening on the outside, he survived because he um, understood the reason for being, that he felt like he still had some more to give and some more to shift. So he, and he, continued, uh, he came out and became a very famous therapist, and he wrote the book The Man's Search for Meaning, so it's been a what he's accomplished because he chose to be happy. And so the show is me interviewing different experts. Unfortunately, I couldn't speak to Victor Franco because he passed away before I was born. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, no, he actually passed away, I think, in the f- 60s or 70s. Um, but uh, other experts on the five aspects of happiness. So... They give their experience about what makes them happy. And then the next show, because I do two shows with each one of them, they talk about tips and insights and advice they give to teaching other people how to be happy. So you get their own perspective about how they choose to be happy. And then they give their tips and suggestions of how other people can be happy. It's a great show. It's short. It's 15 minutes a piece, so you can just download it onto your iPod or, or MP3 player. And then you can just listen to it, and you can just download them all. It's going to be, um, I think it's now already on iTunes. I have to talk to my producer. But if, you, if it isn't, you can just download it from the, uh, from the web on the Maryland Time Radio Show. or will show up, and um, it's free.
0: Great. Wonderful. Well, and everybody, you can go to Marilyn Tam's site because she's got some free gifts, including some experts from her uh, happiness choice, some videos, recipes, and some um, stories from Jack Canfield and Ariel Ford and some really neat things, and that's uh, MarilynTam.com, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N-T-A-M.com. And for those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Chris Miller, and I'm the host. Of this show, and you can reach out to me at Ready for pre get my number one best book, R-E-A-D-Y-F-O-R-P-R-E-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T dot com, or you can email us at Chris, K-R-I-S, at Ready for pre So, Marilyn, unfortunately, we are coming, we only have a little bit of time left, and this has really been fun, and I was thought maybe you could give us a little cherry on the top here.
1: (laughs) I would say for everybody, the one thing that I want everybody to always remember, first of all, is that you are good enough right now. For whatever your dreams are, remember that you are good enough right now and you have all it takes already inside you to achieve your dreams. Because all you have to do now is follow it, and whether you need to get education, when you need to get the training, when you get connections, when you get whatever it is, those are just external things. If you have the passion, if you have the reason for doing it, you can do it now. So I just want everybody to know you are good enough now and I'm rooting for you.
0: Yay. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, and like you like you say, you shrug off impossible expectations, reprioritize your needs, mm-hmm. settle your mind. Those are great. You know, clarity right there. Thank
1: and you. Thank you.
0: Re- really, really beautiful. Well,
1: okay. Thank you. Well, you've thank you for your work because you're teaching people how to manage more and more of their lives because as we get to the stage where our lives are longer than our forefathers and mothers. Right. We're going to need to prepare for it, not only financially, but also emotionally and physically and spiritually.
0: Absolutely. And, and it really wasn't until my parents got, you know, elderly that I really get that. And I've been a planner for decades, but it's something when you're, you know, you see your mom or your dad and you have to be a caregiver, you have to figure this all out. But it, the the idea is is it's in a state of mind and that there's a lot of information out there that people are taught like they have to go gamble their money in the stock market and risk it and all that's a broken model there's safe places people can put money in and actually make good income that they'll never outlive so it I really like sharing and that is my purpose is to educate people on on the safe money and good places and getting their documents all in order so I, that's my passion, and, and of course it all ties into a state of mind and having this being right with the spirit and you know peace on earth so it's one package it's not just that's right
1: package. well, thank right. you for, so much for doing what you do and as I, as I mentioned you mentioned earlier, if anybody wants more information about my work or all the free gifts I have, including excerpts from my book, um, you can get it on MarylandTAM.com.
0: Wonderful, Marilyn, and I really, really have appreciated having you on the show, and and we'll look forward to we'll talk to you again.
1: Thanks so much. Be well.
0: All righty, you have a beautiful day.
1: Thank you. Bye bye.
2: found out you can't take the curve at eighty-five My whole life flashed before my eyes I braced myself to leave this world behind As a million questions raised across my mind Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone?